0: This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael easily answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question was a call-in. Our sweet caller left a voicemail, so we are going to listen to her question now.
1: Hi, Dr. E. I hope you don't think this is a frivolous question. I just learned today that my little felty has a tumor in his bladder. I think I know what that means. I call him a Velcro doggy. He has been my constant companion for 10 years and helped me through some really rough times, including when my husband passed away four years ago. He's very bright, and he follows me everywhere. And sometimes I look at him, and I think, if I could be as devoted as my doggy is to me, If I could be that devoted to God, I would be a better person. Anyway, some of my friends say we won't see our pets in heaven. Others say we will. All I know is there's a phrase about the lion will lay down with the lamb, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this. It kind of gives me comfort to think that I'll see my Riley again in heaven, but I'm not sure that's right. Anyway. That's my question. I know there are more serious issues in the world, and I know that there are people with bigger problems than this. But this is just the spot I'm in right now, and I'd appreciate your thoughts. Thank you.
0: Okay, Dr. E, help this sweet (laughs) woman out. She loves her puppy dog, Riley. Don't tell her that Riley is not in heaven, Dad.
2: Well, you know, it's it's so interesting. I I had... Two dogs growing up and I had a German shepherd that I bought in junior high named Dagmar, smartest, most beautiful shepherd. In fact, my vet, she was not AKC, and my vet said this was the most beautiful German shepherd he'd ever seen in all his wow. practice. She was smart. She was just great dog. And oh, was it a heartbreak, you know, to have to put her down after whatever it was 13 or 14 years. But, and we have lots of friends that have gone through this. I have to tell you a story. When I was at the Moody Bible Institute, Pastor Don Cole, who's now with the Lord, he spent most of his time in a very difficult part of Angola, Africa, as a missionary, came back to the States. And he was elderly when he came back and he ended up being on Moody Radio on a call-in program at night. Mm -hmm. And the story was told, and I asked Don Cole to verify this or deny it, and he just laughed at me. But the story was that a little girl called in one night, and it was her cat, kitty. And whatever the cat's name was died. And she's kind of crying on the phone. She goes, my mommy says that my kitty will be in heaven. And my daddy says, no, cats aren't in heaven. <laughs> Dad. And, 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 and Pastor, Cole says, Pastor Cole says, oh, honey, your cat's going to be in heaven waiting for you when you get there. Fast forward a few weeks, some guy calls in, he goes, "My wife and I have an argument about dogs and cats in heaven. Dogs go to heaven?" He goes, "Of course dogs don't go to heaven." <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> so you, know, you tell a child what the well, right, child needs to right. hear don't What's tell his a point? six-year-old. right. right? <laughs> exactly, that was his point. Gosh. Now, let's just take a breath. The lion and the lamb lie down. Is that metaphorical? Is it literal? I say yes and yes. Yeah. I say yes and yes, because what he's illustrating is the fall in Genesis 3 affected everything. Yeah. It affected how we live, our longevity, our health, how things grow, weeds, animal kingdoms. There's good arguments. We didn't kill and eat meat, obviously, before the fall. I think T-bones grew on trees in those days. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point was the fall had vicious and horrible results. And the animal kingdom is illustrative of that. When I'm watching discovery kind of channels with Hannah, with your children, with our, my grandchildren, mm-hmm. I'm always careful we don't watch a show where a gazelle's being ripped to shreds by a Thanks. leopard. That's- I appreciate that. Yeah, they're not ready for that, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I, I was, we can watch that. No, we're not watching that one yet, right, buddy. Right, one right. day maybe, <laughs> but the point being, Everybody's got to eat, right?
0: They just were asking me about, like, well, where does chicken come from? I'm like, well, chicken (laughs) is chicken. You know, like, they haven't quite connected. Like, they're there, but they're not quite there. Anyway, yeah. It's hard to teach. Conversations. yeah. Yeah,
2: but here's the deal. Man, as we talked about on other recent questions, is made in the image of God. The one caveat is, and I've talked about this endlessly, so forgive me for repeating it. If you study the first two chapters of Genesis, when he makes the animal kingdom, He makes them out of Adam. There are two Hebrew words, Eretz is the world or the earth, but Adam is dirt or ground. Mm -hmm. And let's just transliterate it to A-D-M. So the wordplay, when he makes Adam in his image, the difference is he breathed the life in him being the image of God. Animals Mm -hmm. were created in the same physical fashion, and I think, I don't think it's improper sanctified imagination. I think Jesus is on his hands and knees making a dirt animal. Wow, He's making a crocodile. He's making whatever he wants. Maybe he's sitting on a rock doing it, you know, without touching the dirt. But when it says he formed them, those words are used in, in kind of a clay hands-on type thing. And then, of course, we have the New Testament, the potter and the clay. So I I think it's important to see that without over-spiritualizing it. That said, Mm. animals are not made in the image of God. Mm. So when the flood occurs, you have an animal kingdom that survived on the ark for a reason. Mm. Yet man was still to have dominion over the earth. So I'm a meat eater. I'll always be a meat eater till I die. And I know that probably offends a lot of people, that's okay. But we were given this as a way of living. It's a fallen condition, but it's how Mm -hmm. we now live. Mm -hmm. All that to say, I just don't think the hamsters and gerbils and kitty cats and dogs and horses and ponies and now we've got miniature pigs for pets, I just don't think they're gonna be in heaven because they were endearing creatures that were friends and smart I just don't think they'll be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, when you and I cross the threshold from this earth into eternality, yeah, you're not gonna be worried about Dagmar yeah. or Fido or yeah. you know, whoever your pet's name is. Riley. You are going to be so blown away with the person and work of Jesus Christ yeah. that you're in the eternal kingdom, you'll never look back. Yeah. And only the sovereign God can change us in such a dramatic way in resurrection that the things, the old hymn said, the things of the earth will go strangely dim. I think the things of the earth will be gone because we won't Mm -hmm. look back and go, oh, I missed Mm -hmm. this or I missed that because we will be in such a glorified state with the king of the universe. The things that were so precious to us won't mean what they meant. And I also think that trails over into marriage. When the scribes and Pharisees, will there be marriage in heaven? Mm -hmm. Well, I think Cindy and I will know each other eternally that we were husband Mm -hmm. and wife. Mm -hmm. That's not the point of heaven. Right. You'll be so overwhelmed with who he is, what we're doing in the kingdom of God, which I think Mm -hmm. we will be working and doing things. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be exciting. That said, I just don't think the things we've attached to our affections on earth are gonna mean anything to us in heaven other than people, because people are those for whom He died.
0: Yeah. I mean, to make it a little bit more extreme, a little bit more touchy, but bringing up people, somehow, I mean, there are people that we love dearly that, you know, I don't wanna be the one to say that I know their souls, but they may not be in heaven with us. And somehow we're still going to be not just okay, there's going to be no pain and no sorrow. So, you know, you think about the loss of a a pet that we love so much, how much greater the loss of someone who, you know, a mom, a sibling or whatever, that that may not be in heaven with us somehow. And, And I think to your point, I think we will just be so overtaken with the Lord, with His goodness, that, you know, those things will...
2: It won't matter. Somehow, yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: somehow not matter. And I, I can't even fathom that. I can't fathom that not mattering.
2: You know, we've got this very interesting, sometimes it's called a parable, but it's it's an interesting story Jesus tells about the great chasm fixed in Luke mm-hmm. and that uh, Abraham and Lazarus and in, in this story about, you know, he's suffering and he wants, you know, him to tell his brothers and he wants them to dip his finger and quench the fire. And the exchange that Jesus says in that story parable is quite striking but what's chilling about the story is that they could see each other. Mm. And that's always you know, been interesting to me. Mm. Why did Jesus tell it that way? Paradiso is two compartments. When Jesus died and he goes to Hades and preached to the souls in hell, that's a big topic. But the idea is, there, think of it as a compartment or a place if you want, this divided and one side's separated mm-hmm. from Christ and one side's not. Man is made eternally. All people will live for eternity. Mm. The difference is with whom and location. Mm. will be with Christ or not. So I do think there is a temper. We're going to know this, but to your point, Hannah, precisely, I think the glorified mind, how Christ works, will be aware of it, mm. but in some way we can't put words to it won't be something that depresses us or discourages us yeah. there won't be a righteous indignation oh they needed to be in hell I think it'll be more overwhelmed why am I in heaven
0: wow and yeah. why
2: did Christ choose me why did he forgive me mm. that will be I think more paramount in the oh. Christian's life than the things of the earth so
0: yeah wow. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic and music composed by Jason Germain.